party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week we're coming to you with part two of our most recent Project Wingspan playtest session with Russell Collins. Before I dive in though, first I have a technical question I want to ask your opinion about. So with this episode, as I said last week, we split it into two parts, because the episode ran to a total of about two hours, and we figured it was better to put that into two one-hour episodes than one extra-long two-hour episode. What I'd like to know is, do you prefer it that way? Do you prefer when a game runs over, say, 90 minutes, if it be one extra long episode so you can hear it all at once without interruption, or do you prefer multiple smaller, easier-to-digest segments like we've done with this episode or with the Star Wars episodes with Chris Ng a few months ago? How do you prefer it when a game runs long? Tweet me, Facebook me, email me, tell me what you think. Um, I, I know I prefer the shorter, easier-to-digest episodes, which is why we've done it that way in the past. But if you prefer a longer episode, I'd like to hear that. And if you prefer the shorter episodes, if what we've been doing works for you, I'd like to hear that as well. I'll probably run some kind of Facebook or Twitter poll in the next week or so just to figure out, just because it's something that we've been curious about. So let me know what you think. Speaking of Chris Ng, a very special thank you to Chris Ng and Silhouette Zero for their support on Patreon. Patreon dollars go towards hosting fees, equipment costs, new games for the show and convention appearances, and Patreon backers get access to cool bonus material like interviews, duet designer's notes, behind-the-scenes material, and even full lost episodes. It's all pretty cool. You can find all of that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Chris, thank you so much for your support. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to announcer me so that he can get started with the show. Take it, announcer me. Thanks, future me. Previously on Party of One Presents, Project Wingspan. Klaus Winberg, aka the Rocket Man, was successful. The behemoth, a building-sized weapons platform, had been disabled. Operation Backstab was a success. However, with prior Paul Dumont's citizen council meetings looming, and Gene Wassler's war profiteering in danger of being exposed, it seems that there is a whole new set of battles waiting for Klaus on the home front. We join Game Master Russell Collins for the game, already in progress. Uh, yeah. And the flight back home is not uh, uh, really eventful at all. Um, once you're up in the air, um, it's pretty easy for you to just recognize where you are because you know where you want to go. And the machine, of course, recognizes yeah. where you've been. I mean, it's been tracking you and it knows where, where stuff is. So you're able to point yourself back towards idle with minimal fuss and uh, fly back, you know, under the uh, the power of, uh, of your system. That gets you there, you know. That gets you there uh, by the end of the day, actually. So the sun is setting as you... Um, fly into land at the uh, scrapyard where uh, they've already got you know a crew waiting for you, and they must have seen you coming in on their radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's already a crew there waiting for you. Um, you know, you uh, step down, um, head into the little changing tent as the metal uh, pieces of the machine shed themselves from you. Uh, they bring you, you know, your uh, the the outfits you were wearing before they stuffed you in the, mm-hmm. the old man Asturian uh, factory sure. worker clothes. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Berza is just falling all over himself with the effectiveness of this. Uh, you get the idea pretty quickly that Operation Backstab was kind of his idea. Mm-hmm. You know, that this kind of proves him to the, the generalship and so on, that he's, you know, the, 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 this, this is a, a great strategy, a truly effective strategy. Like, look what we can do with this, with this you know, with this power, you know. You're, you're not just a weapon of the battlefield. You're, you know, you're a, a stealth weapon. You know, you can be... Uh, um, you can be so much more than just you know, uh, uh, you know the the you know the, the 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 head of the spear. You can you know you can be mm-hmm. uh, um, flexible and and you know bring real variety to the ways that we can fight back and you know and attack our enemies. It can be anything they want. Mm-hmm. They want. 
Mm-hmm. Could be anything but one thing, and that's human. He doesn't actually. He he yeah, he, he hears the first part, and that last bit, he he sort of like half hears it. And half does it, like, so, so he sort of turns to you, smiles, and claps you on the back and says, let's go into town and have a beer. So, back in town. Back in town. People are happy. There's celebrations going on. It's in the news already that there's been some major attack and, right. and some, uh, you know, the, the city of um, uh, Steusborg, um, which, you know, nobody knew what it was before now, you know, has taken direct hits from, you know, a, a special secret saboteur force. And, you know, people are excited about that, you know. Everybody's happy and uh, enjoying a little celebratory um, evening before, um, you know, before uh, turning in for the night. Uh, of course, um, Pear Paul is there, like, you know, mm-hmm. cheering everyone, letting them go, yes, this is the power. This is the true strength of Morovia. See, you know, what we can do, you know, what we can do to uh, uh, turn back the enemy, to um, ensure that they um, are no longer a, a threat to us and our future generations. We're going to skip ahead a few days yep. as things sort of settle settle back down. Um, things are, you know, proceeding uh, well with the war. Uh, there haven't been any major advances. Uh, there have been some minor advances into uh, the Hansen uh, frontiers, and, uh, you know, the, the borders of uh, Asturia are getting softer as Moravian forces, uh, you know, fight back against them and begin to advance into their territory. It's not been a, a huge surge, which uh, was one of the things that, you know, that, that uh, they had predicted. It was predicted that after Stausburg, you know, was destroyed, there would be a huge surge and we would be able right. to, you know, to take, take the front of Asturia all the way in, you know, to, uh, <coughs> to the border cities. But so far, that hasn't happened. Uh, the war, you know, progresses in kind of a slow grind now. Um, let's see. Marta is actually back in town on leave. Hannah went to meet her at the train station and uh, insisted you come with her. Mm-hmm. And the moment that Marta got off the train, um, Hannah uh, almost fainted on the spot because she saw that there's a big bandage uh, around, you know, half of Marta's face. Um, she says, it's nothing that bad, you know, she, she fell, um, you know, uh, you know, bruised that side of her face. She's just yep. covering it up, you know, it, it'll heal up and everything will be fine. You know, she can still see and all that sort of things. So, you know, after a, a lot of comforting, Hannah, you know, uh, relaxes and, uh, you know, and uh, 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 all that sort of thing. You know, like, um, Martin insists that by the time, you know, by the time um, this heals up, you know, she'll be ready to go back out there, you know, she'll be able to return to duty. Um, but the two of them are, uh, you know, are just immediately doing, uh, 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 glom onto each other and try to catch up with things, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Sort of live up to uh, to old times, right? Is there anything you want to be doing around town? Is there any any um, thoughts you have? I mean, I I've got a few things that are, are <laughs> a few little troubles waiting in the wings, but I want to give you the chance to uh, to make use of some of your time. Um, I think I spend a lot. Of, I spend those few days mm-hmm. uh, after we get back mm-hmm. just like replaying things in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about like. The, everything that happened and I think about what he said mm. and I think about how we can be anything you can be anything you want and I start replaying I start trying to replay things about like could I could I take an indirect fire mm. could I have done that you know and mm-hmm. playing out and trying to 
what I'm trying, what I'd like to do is train my intellectual a few times. Mm-hmm. Run that, run that through. Sure. To okay. basically try to figure out if it's possible for me to be more than the weapon that they want me to be. If there's okay. ways to do this safely, if there's ways to do this to help people and not just kill people. Sure. All that stuff. Okay, so you are um, training a. Here we are. You're training a um, skill. Yes. So that is, uh, you roll one die to mark one of those boxes. All right. You know, that die is the amount of time you spend from the clock. Right now, the war clock is at 24. All right. Well, that's a success, but it is a three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's, it's, it's always a success. Uh, gotcha. so just, yeah, right. just a measure of how much time uh, you spend in the, in the training. So that's one intellectual training. I'm going to do that one more time. Mm-hmm. Just to sure. Bump and that'll, yeah, that'll bump it up to two. All right, and that is a one, which is exactly what you want to do for this for this yes. sort of thing. You you want to roll low on those because that means it didn't take you as much time to spend the time. Yeah. So you have gone through sort of a, a lot of self reflection and analysis yes. of of the experience and so on until you feel more comfortable that you know you'll probably be able to to handle this sort of thing better in the future. Yeah, I I I could have done better. Mm-hmm. And I'll do better next time. Mm-hmm. Certainly. You know, in in that time uh, that you spend uh, working on that stuff, uh, you know. Um, Paul's, you know, Citizens Council mm-hmm. is still doing its thing. He keeps right. talking about the importance of rooting out spies. Now, there must be spies in our midst, and everyone needs to be on guard and looking out for that. And they need to be looking out for other things, like people hoarding food, you know, the danger of, uh, of that. Um, and you've noticed a few times, you know, um, uh, Jean, the Jean, rather, is, you know, getting nervous while this mm-hmm. rhetoric starts flying around. I mean, he's still trying to do what he needs to do. Right. He still needs the money. He's still, you know, the, the medical supplies are still scarce now and getting scarcer. I mean, more of that stuff has to go out to the front. You know, even even a successful war is costly. Right. Um, so as those words and rumors start to fly around, you know, notice more and more nervousness from him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you want to get into situations with these characters, you know, because right. uh, they are Bond characters, those will always be situations that can earn you joy. Yeah. And you can try and deepen the bonds with them so that you can earn more joy from interacting with them. So I'm just mentioning that that's... Uh, I think those are I think those are my, my two plans, is to deepen my bond with Jean and mm-hmm. then spend some time with Marta, or spend some time with Hannah and Marta to... Mm-hmm. Get, get trying some, to, yeah. Try and get to, uh, get to, uh, more of the, the joy out of that. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, I think I, I, I think after we hear, uh, Paul give his speech, mm-hmm. I want to find Gene and just ask him, um, I'm gonna try to see if, I'm gonna ask him if I can meet his family. Okay. Sure. Tell him, like, if I'm, if I'm, I'm putting myself on the line, I, I want to know that I'm, that I'm doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, he he um he's taken aback at first, but then he he sort of nods and says like you know no that that makes sense it really is for the best um, to do that then uh, yeah let's um well let's go uh, uh let's go for coffee you know like mm-hmm. um, I'll have you around the house for coffee in the afternoon and uh, you can meet everyone sounds great yeah now Jean's um let's see his son is I believe still out. Yes, yes, Bran was yeah. deployed, if I remember. Yeah, Bran was deployed, so he's still out there doing stuff. So it's really just his daughter, Maria. So yes, he has you over uh, to the house for coffee. It's uh, it's a nice day, you know? It's sunny, it's bright, uh, and because of that, um, he's able to bring her into the, the sitting room, sort of prop her up uh, on a couch uh, by the window. 
Um, you know, normally, because she has difficulty breathing when the weather is, uh, you know, when the weather is poorly, like when it's too damp or whatever, you know, he explains she, she gets really bad coughs. Um, you know, and if the, you know, the, uh, the pollen is thick in the air, that's another thing that, that gives her trouble with her breathing. But it's, it's clear today there's a good strong breeze coming through the windows and, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, it's, you know, the, the, the flowers have already, the blooms have wilted now and, right. you know, and summer's, summer is picking up. So, um, you know, things are, are comfortable for her. Good. Um, so right. yeah, sits you down to have coffee and, you know, talk about the, the subjects of the Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I, I think I just want to mostly listen. I want to really get to know his story, know <clears throat> his story, his story, the story of his family mm-hmm. and share the parts of my story that I can share. Mm. You no, know, I can't share much, but. Right. I don't know about my life before the war mm-hmm. and. Who I was before. Exactly. I was someone before, right? I had to be someone before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was a person before this. I'm right? sure you of course. were. Of course. That's where you got this whole, like, you know, military yeah, you know, right, of bug, course. bug in your I ear was... about, like, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it'd be nice to hear people talk about their mm-hmm. lives for a while. Well, things go on for a while there and just sort of pleasant small talk. Um, and uh, after a while, Maria starts to get tired and starts to drift off. Um, once she does, uh, Jean... Um, yeah, Jean, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, pushes, uh, um, you know, a duvet, um, over her and, uh, <clears throat> and just sort of sits back down. He's, he, 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 like a more somber tone sort of settles mm-hmm. over him, you know. It's been hard for me to, to take care of her, uh, alone. You know, her mother passed away, um, two, three years, three years ago now. Yes, uh-huh. three years. Days kind of run together now uh, with all that's been going on, but you know it was easier when Brand was here. Of course, you know, of just course. having someone else around the house, I have to go out and I worry about leaving her alone. There's, I can ask a neighbor to look in on her, but everyone has problems of their own, which is why I just need to make sure that I, I can provide for her. You know, she needs the medicine um, sometimes just to sleep and. If she's up all night because she's coughing, I'm up all night, and then what good am I to anyone the next day? It's <sighs> well, I'm boring you now. You know, my, no, yes, not boring. The me. troubles of my life. Not boring at all. In fact, let me make you an offer. I don't have a whole lot going on these days. Uh, you know, I work. I see Hannah and Marta when I can. Let me help out. Let me spend some time. I could stop by. Uh, I you know, in the afternoons. I don't know exactly if that's right. You know, I mean, you knowing what you know about me, wouldn't people think that's more suspicious? If if I were to get caught, if anything were to go wrong, you would be. You've got Paul breathing down your neck every every day. I've seen it. He's always you know wandering by, telling you, "Oh, come to the council meeting." You know, we we need you there. We need symbols of patriotism marching these streets. I mean, the simplest answer is we've had talked enough that, frankly speaking, if you get caught, I'm already, I'm already in quite a bit of hot water. If you get, if you get caught, so frankly speaking, wow. I don't see you getting any worse. And what's the worst they could? What's the worst they could do? <laughs> At least to me. The worst that they could do. You've heard what they've been talking about. I've heard you? every word of it, but. Uh, you know they they <clears throat> you you leave that you leave that part to me and I will take care of the rest. 
They said that they found some spies in Illinvale on there. <sighs> Handed them over to the government. You know, Paul is calling for execution and that sort of thing publicly. I think this is a situation where you kind of have to get yeah. him to open up more to you. So this is really more about being charismatic. Yeah. Is... So you're in charming uh, and empathetic. That's what I was thinking. So, um, yeah. So we've got two dice there. Now, remember, because you deal with anger and despair in, mm -hmm. in that way, this the town itself is angrier. Right. You know, it's up to three right. in its anger. That's why Paul appeared on the scene. You know, right, like yeah. that, that was when I brought Paul into the... Uh, well, no, leave yours at two. Oh, it. Yours is two minus three. Got um, that's why Paul is on the scene. Yeah, because, right. you know, people started getting angry, so it was time for an old man to step up and say, sure. patriotism, spies, hit people with sticks, that sure, kind of thing. Sure, sure. Um, that means that just the difficulties of all these situations in town are a one higher than they would normally be. Sure. So this challenge of dealing with him would normally be, um, normally be a six. Now it's up to a seven. Because of that, just so you know why the why the why the challenge is seven for this uh, this situation. Okay. So you're trying to um, be charming, so that yep. gives you two dice to roll there. There's no buff on the situation. Okay. He's not like, resisting you with anything special. Six, eight, eight. All right, eight. that's good. That gets you what you need. You have won the scene. So um, six. Let me take that six out of here before I forget. So you have deepened your bond with. Gene, after thinking it over for a while, he, yeah, he agrees. Like, well, all right, I suppose it would be okay if you have a day off to drop by or something. Maybe just to, like, have coffee and, and see that she's up and about. Yeah, I guess that will be okay. I think he says, oh, it'll be good to keep active, you know? It gives me something to do. It gives me something to do in the off hours. <laughs> all right, then. Now, you've deepened your bond with Gene. Mm -hmm. You get two points of joy from that interaction because, you know, things were successful and you're together. And since you're back in town and the anger and despair haven't ticked over to the next level of, of intensity, you can buy one of them down with that success. Do you want to... Right now, despair is sitting at the point where the next time you get hit in the battle, it's going to go up to two. I'm going to buy that anger down. Is, yeah. I'm going to buy that down. Anger's got a little more room to it. So I will... Well, no, you can keep the oh, point. Just, yeah. just from the from the victory itself. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, just from Great. the success itself. So I will make a change there. So you've got a little more, a little more wiggle room next time you get out there and get shot at. Right. Good. Perfect. Good. Um, so I think the next thing I'm going to do, uh, I've got a little bit of time left, is uh, go see Hannah and Marta, see how they're doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe okay. get see if I can see if we can get lunch. Sure. Spend some time together. Um. Yeah, uh, the two of them are always up to to hang out with you. You know, I mean, of course, um, Hannah is just sort of hanging on Marta while she has her home. Uh, sure. Marta has taken off, uh, uh, you know, most of the bandages. You can see there's still a pretty nasty bruise, right. uh, you know, um, under her eye. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, she must have gotten like clocked in the face by something. Uh, but it doesn't look like you know she wasn't shot or anything like that. <laughs> You know, she keeps insisting that she was, you know, scrambling over a rock and tripped right. and smacked her face. You know, uh, you know how embarrassing it was to sort of face plant, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, while trying to get in, you know, uh, uh, to keep up with her squad. Um, <clears throat> I think I know what I'd like to do. Mm -hmm. I think specifically what I'd like to do mm. is uh, try a little bit harder than I would otherwise, but try to get back into the uh, what you might call get back into uh, our sort of friendly rhythm. Mm -hmm. Get that banter going. Maybe, you know, try a little harder to banter with Marta in that way to say that, like, everything mm -hmm. is alright, you know? Okay. Yeah. Doing so almost to convey to Hannah, like, hey, 
Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like, the war hasn't changed us. Gotcha. I need to convince Hannah of that. Right. Okay. Hannah's who I need to convince of that. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're sort of you're sort of reaching Hannah through Marta, which that makes perfect sense. Yeah. They are they are they are very tight knit. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um. So you. Uh, after, you know, spending the day talking, chatting, you know, just, just being friendly and, you know, and, and just basically forgetting about right. the war, despite the fact that Marta is still wearing, uh, you know, uh, uh, still wearing a partial uniform to show that she is, you know, a service person. Mm-hmm. And they keep insisting that they want people wearing their uniforms to just to, to provide that, that assurance, right. and, you know, and comfort to people that, yes, they are there, you know, they are here, they're with you, that sort of thing. Um, so, um. You make your way into town uh, and uh, sit down at a little cafe, you know, for for dinner. The you know, the, the, you know, dusk is starting to fall. Um, Marta uh, uh, turns to her mother and says, "Could you um, could you go inside and get me one of those little blueberry cakes? I would love to have one of those." And uh, you know, Hannah uh, looks at her and sort of tilts her head to one side and he's like, "You know, like I used to always ask for when I was a kid. Could you just bring me one of those?" And uh, Hannah looks a little like you know. Uh, it looks a little surprised that she's being asked to be a waitress. Right. So then she gives sort of a mock bow and says, "I'll, I'll, I'll go and uh, find your uh, your suite for you," and uh, goes into the into the shop. As soon as the two of you are alone, Marta uh, you know, turns and, and uh, this sort of you just this, this sort of this wave sort of mm-hmm. passes over her. Like her shoulders slump a little bit. Like she sort of relaxes as if she's sort of been like holding herself right. up. You know, she relaxes for a little bit, and uh, yeah. And turns to you, look, it's been so good knowing that you're here looking after my mom for me. I, it's been good for me too. Yeah, she does mention you in letters, you know. That's good. I, that makes me happy. It's good to know that. I, it's, it, know that it is as important to me having her here as it is important to her having me here. How long were you a soldier, you know, before, before you retired and all that? Oh, yeah, years and years. Uh, uh, I don't know, 24 so years? You, so you were in the first, like, border conflicts? Did they send you south to the islands? Oh, no, I was, I was flying planes from city to city. I was doing, I was far from the border conflicts. Oh. I tell you, there were points when I was young that I uh, wanted to go to the borders. I wanted to go to the islands more than anything. But uh, they said there was a place for me, flying planes. <laughs> and then I saw people coming back from the islands. and You never had to kill anyone. Not in the border conflicts, no. I haven't told my mom that, um, but... This, you know, bruise here. She touches her cheek and then, like, immediately pulls her hand away. Like, it's almost as if she forgot, you know, how, how bad it hurts. I couldn't do it. I was there, and the sergeant was shouting, and everyone was going crazy, and there was so much dust and smoke. And I had my rifle up at my shoulder, and we were just, like, looking, like, you know, for, for, for um, where, where they were coming from. And I saw, I saw this woman, she was in a Hansi uniform, you know, she had a, a rifle, a lot like mine, she was running around a corner between some buildings, I don't think she even knew we were there, she just seemed so startled, you know, 
came up short and I had, had her right in the crosshairs. And I didn't, I didn't pull the trigger. They trained us over and over again and I didn't do it. Can I confide something in you? Be honest for a moment? Sure. I envy that. I, I know it doesn't seem it now. I know it seems, I know you're hearing every voice telling you that the right thing to do is pull that trigger. You're, you're, you're a soldier, though. I mean, I think the one thing that I learned during the border conflicts, and his face gets real distant for a mm -hmm. moment, I think the one thing I really learned talking to people and seeing this war and border conflicts and the 24 years I spent the one thing I learned is that it is, is that they'll tell you a thousand times to pull that trigger, but it takes a lot more to not do it than it does to pull it. Well, <laughs> she got away while I was just sort of standing there. I don't think anybody, anybody saw what happened or probably would have been court-martialed. Oh, yeah, they would, they would have been furious. Well, the next thing that happened, though, was, you know, a chunk of the roof fell in and hit me on the side of the head, so I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's karma. No, that's, that's plausible deniability. I say look at it that way. So, I guess the point of it all is, should I tell my mom? Should I just pretend like it's not a thing that really happened? I... I don't think either option is the right option. I think you can't pretend it didn't happen. And he leans forward and... You know, if ever it happens again... You know where to reach me. Mm. But... As far as your mother is concerned, I think let her have her stories. I don't think that she needs more than that. I think the, the less that she knows about what goes on, the, the, the more, the better it is for her. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, thanks. I guess she's going to come back soon. And I think he raises a glass of, mm -hmm. I guess, wine or coffee and it's mm -hmm. like, cheers. Thanks. Yeah. Well, to seeing this, to seeing, to seeing the other side. Okay. Well, I guess then the thing is, uh, suddenly a voice calls out on the other side of, uh, of the cafe, uh, shouting, um, and people like this, people like this, they're trying to bring us down. They're trying to turn us against one another. And uh, Marta looks up, shocked, and, and turns to see. There's a woman standing there in the cafe. There's a, a small crowd of people with her. You haven't seen her before. She's not from right. not from around here, and neither are half the people with her. But it seems that other people in the cafe are sort of standing up uh, and, and engaging uh, with her. Um, uh, 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 one of the people is waving a, a banner. That you see, uh, um, uh, you, know, you can sort of make it out as if you know, wave it back and forth. Uh, uh, the People's Movement for Peace, mm -hmm. um, you know, and and this woman is, is shouting and, and railing against you know the 
primarily it seems against um, the, the the citizens councils groups. Um, you know, the, the unity does not come from fear. Unity does not come from from the, these you know these these self uh, uh, described commissars lurking through, you know, looking for spies and trying to turn us against one another. That is, you know, despicable that people like that would do. That I intend to meet this prayer Paul person and this, you know, and his cronies at their council meeting tomorrow, and we're going to show them that they do not run this country, that earnest people run this country, that people who want the war ended, who want peace, those people, and not soldiers like this one, and she points again, at Marta. Marta um, has, you know, slammed her drink down on the table. And, uh, yeah. like, you can see her fists flexing. I think I'm already in between the two of them. <laughs> okay. I think I am... thought I was going to let you get away with just, you know, comforting Marta. No, no, no. no. Wide gonna... smile, <laughs> wide smile, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, hand mm-hmm. extended. Mm-hmm. I think I am... Uh, it is such a pleasure to meet you. I am Klaus Winberg. Um... You know, I am new around here when your name is? Emma Dubois, she says. Emma Dubois, it is an absolute pleasure to meet you. I would love to talk more. Uh, I'd love to talk more with you about this, uh, perhaps privately, perhaps um, later today, this I'll evening. Listening to it, she's talking on the other side of her face. Marta is getting ready to leap in there. You know Marta is a yeah. scrapper. She was, you know, she did that security guard thing. She's always been athletic. Um she, she's oh, I, ready to just, like, start start throwing punches. So I'm going to jump straight to the chase. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to convince her, convince both sides to stand mm-hmm. down. And I'm going to say, now, um, I don't know, uh, surely, you know, I think I'm going to try to convince mm-hmm. uh, her that I'm going to, I know, I know what I'm going to do. Because mm-hmm. I think I, I think I can, I think I have the tools to mm-hmm. win her, to turn her, to okay. draw her ire down from the soldiers. I right. think I'm going to tell the story about like, oh, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I got to tell you, I gave a speech to some veterans uh, to one of these councils the other day mm-hmm. that was uh, not met favorably. But uh, uh, I talked, you know, and I start going into the same mm-hmm. sort of speech about like, about like community and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about like, you know, the lessons that we learned in the military are community, and uh, I think. The lessons that I learned in the military, granted I was a soldier during peacetime, but uh, <laughs> the things I learned are right in line with the things that you're saying. And I, I, I kind of, uh, I, I sort of am like trying to talk and I keep looking back at Marta to be like, I got this. Let me. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I yeah, I think you need to make the convince roll. One of the yep. things, though, is there is a buff that the your opponent has on this situation. This is tricky, too, because uh, we're looking at a difficulty of eight. Because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, things are tense in town. Marta is is really angry at this person. And there's a, um, you know, the the opposition has a buff on the situation, which is, you know, crowd, you know, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Restless crowd, yeah. you know, for all these people around who, who you know, are, are obviously, you know, <laughs> even the ones who um, who aren't directly attached to one side or the other are eager to start cheering for somebody to, to win a fight. So I think, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to address that buff by, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to conjure, I'm going I'm to, as I'm telling the story about, like, well, my time mm-hmm. in peace time, I'm going to say, well, I was never the most uh, gung-ho soldier, and I'm going to, like, mm-hmm. sort of... Uh, 
sort of gesture towards knocking over a glass to see if like mm-hmm. the people in the crowd remember that wine tasting that went <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I've never been the most graceful of person and kind of like <laughs> looking at the crowd as if to get them to laugh and sort of lighten that pressure a little bit. I think you're trying bit. to empathize with yeah. them in that case. But no, you're still trying to convince, well, you know, you, you're, you're trying to empathize with the crowd. Yeah. All right. Take care of this buff. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Let her remove the buff so you get to roll your full value. Cool. So roll so those two charming dice. That's two mm-hmm. plus three. So I got five or two fours. Yes. All right. That's not too shit. No. No. Oof. Okay. Um... Good news is it only cost you one. Yeah. So you still got plenty there. So you attempted to debuff. Um you uh Oh no, that's gonna that's gonna Oh no, the machine doesn't like that one. <laughs> no, your 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 pain is just going up uh, uh one more and yes, the machine ticks over. So you uh make that gesture towards the glass, you know, uh, mm-hmm. again to sort of like joshingly uh, uh knock the glass over. And um just at the last second, your your uh, your thumb grazes the glass. It falls um, off the table, smashes to the ground right at the feet of this Dubois woman, mm-hmm. and she jumps back um, and starts uh, turning everybody. Did you see that? He threw a glass at me. This this <laughs> what is this man? Who does this man think he is? He threw a glass at me. That's that's despicable. She uh, she leans in and and you know and starts uh, uh, raging you know at you even closer. Marta uh, immediately uh, runs up, grabs you by the shoulder, and throws herself in until she's like you know nose to nose. So they're screaming mm-hmm. in each other's faces. You feel this sort of lurch yep. in your gut, like just this sort of uh, uh, strange feeling, and it's almost it's almost audible. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 you know, the, just the, the, the sense of just, just like, like hit her, just, just do it, just do it. You know, mm-hmm. the machine doesn't like you know you being stressed and angry and embarrassed. So it's like, stop whatever is causing this. Is what the machine tries to tell you. Obviously, uh, you don't. I am no listen. I am no thing yeah. out of the situation. But you know what what the yeah. machine wants yep. from you. Um, you've still got, uh, you've still got some time on the clock. You can still try and leap in and try and stop the situation, um, uh, or at least redirect it into something else. But uh, uh, yeah. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Uh, okay. I think I am going to. Again, if you could get, if you can get the the, the six or the the fives, yeah, then you've got a better chance of it. So I think I am going to. Um... Slam my hand down and mm-hmm. try to convince the crowd yeah. angrily of like everybody stop it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would that be convince or would that be empathize? I think we moved to convince from okay. empathize. We're not trying to win people over. We're trying to like smack them into submission. That is a seven. Seven. Um, I'll let you. I'll let you. Yeah. Well, actually, if you can spend one point of joy, you'll I'll, spend, that. I'll spend a point, point of joy. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yep. The other one you couldn't really bought yeah. your way out of. Yep. All right. Good. Yeah. That'll. Yeah. Because that's eight there, so that'll give it to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so you've removed the, you know, the, the crowd from the whole thing. The, the crowd is sort of taken aback. There's, you know, people are stepping away as these, as these two women stand nose to nose and just start mm-hmm. howling at each other like, uh, uh, like um, you know, they're warming up for a fist fight yeah. in that way. And, I mean, that's the thing. Marta, yeah, she's, you know, she's trim, she's well-trained and all that sort of thing. Um, this uh, Dubois woman, she's, you know, a couple of inches shorter than Marta. Um, definitely looks, you know, like not in as physical shape, but yep. just so driven and so angry and so eager to prove. Like, you, you almost feel like she's going to give up the first hit just for yep. justification for all this, but then 
she's not the you know she's not going to back out of this. I'm definitely going to step up. And okay. Like, okay. Say, listen, if we want to have this out, we should. We should. This is not. This is not a fist. You know, this is. And I'm going to look at her and I'm going to say, if you want to preach peace, mm-hmm. this is not preaching peace. We can have this discussion. We can have it in private. We can have it in public. Mm-hmm. But we will not have this discussion over shouted words and shattered glass. Okay. I like that. Six. Three, six. Six? Hmm. That's not enough to uh, uh, convince her to agree hmm. to that. But... Hmm. I don't think seven would be either. Yeah, seven's not going to do it either. It needs to be eight. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, you uh, um, you say what you have to say. Um, um, Marta is just shouting at her, and she's uh, shouting at her. And then Hannah has come back out, and you hear the sound of a, a, you know, a crashing plate as she drops the, uh, the blueberry um, cake. Um... <laughs> And that shakes Marta out of it. You know, she turns and, and looks at her, you know, and looks at Hannah standing there over the, the broken plate. Um, and Dubois is still sort of shouting in her ear, you know, uh, about like, you know, what, what a disgrace it is to know that, the, you know, that these, these soldiers around are marching around just trying to make ordinary citizens afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this, a police state, you know, going on and on. You know, just, they've, they've kind of shut you out. But then when um, Marta sees Hannah staring there, she just turns and takes off, mm-hmm. just runs away uh, uh, from the situation. Dubois shouts a few things after her, and then you know she and, and her crowd sort of turn and, and you know and drift away, talking amongst themselves about this whole thing. It's like they've almost forgotten that you're there. Um, as Marta runs, Hannah turns to you and, and comes up. I was just inside for a minute. What happened? What 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 did they what did they do? Oh, they, uh, they. Are on. They're well intentioned, but they tut. They they pushed the wrong buttons. You know, Marta has her buttons that can be pushed, and they got her temper flared up. I don't think that she wanted this to be a political discussion, and frankly speaking, I didn't either. But it happened, and I am going to like just hand on the shoulder to try to like mm-hmm. calm her down. Yeah, um, you're able to. So, I mean, she's not as as worked up right. as anyone else. She's really just more more disappointed. And just, yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to like keep her spirits up and like not, but don't yeah. you know, convince her that it's okay. I guess. Yeah. I know. It's just so confusing. Everybody's everybody's on edge. I guess. I'm gonna go home. Um, I'll wait for Marta there. I'm sure she'll be back after she's blown off some steam. I mean, it's not the first time she's she's felt that way. Well, thanks for a lovely day. I wish that it didn't end the way it did, but... What can you do? Yeah. It's just the way things are sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So, Hannah, um, parts ways with you. Um, you know, you uh, uh, settle up the bill there and uh, walk home. So, it's actually um, a couple of days before... Um, Dubois makes good on her pledge to corner mm-hmm. <laughs> Prayer Paul and, and, and yell at him. She seems to have waited for an opportunity when he would be talking with you, in fact. Mm. So it's after you've finished, uh, you know, a security shift, 
Um, Marta's about, Mar- you know, later today, Marta's on her way out. So Hannah's a little on edge again, you know, like mm-hmm. saying goodbyes profusely. So you're, you're, you're rushing through town to get to there to get to their place after you uh, you finish your shift, uh, you know, security guarding. And um, then uh, that's when uh, you find that Prayer Paul had uh, met, you know, in the town square to, um, you know, to give sort of a, one of his rousing speeches about uh, loyalty and dignity right. and honor and all that right. to find that Dubois and her followers are there as well, facing off against him. Um Things are already heated by the mm-hmm. time you're there, and once again, she starts calling out to people, including you, shouting mm-hmm. about this, this, you know, this, this Klaus, um, you know, a uh, uh, Vinberg person, like, well, why, you know, like, like you know, did this example of uh, of people toadying up to the state and and all that. Um, the response she's getting is, is, is kind of mixed. You know, there mm-hmm. are plenty of people who are more on on Paul's side. Uh, and they don't quite understand like what this person is doing, like protesting against you know the, the 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 important work that the council, the citizens' council, are doing, which is kind of what Paul is firing back. You know, mm-hmm. things you're saying sound like the words of spies, and we know we we know what happens to spies, don't we? Um, you know, that's actually in the newspaper right now. Mm-hmm. They just executed two spies in the capital city. Yeah. You know? Uh, we know what happens to spies. You see, you're trying to use that to make me afraid. You're trying to use that to control me. What about when the war is over? Then where will we be? Will your citizens council still be walking through the streets dispensing justice as you see fit? You can't start using this now. It's a power grab, and you, we all know it. I am taking the stage. Okay, good. Yep, walking up. I'm going to stand directly in between them, mm-hmm. and as loud as I can say, Paul, respectfully, Shut up. Miss Dubois, respectfully, shut up. If we are having this discussion, we're having this discussion. But we're going to have it on our terms. Like, we're going to have it on civilized terms. What, what are you you're talking about then? Some sort of... I'm organizing a debate. Oh. Hmm. That sounds interesting to me. Says uh says, you know... Paul, you know he's had a, more of a background in, in you know, in, in legal dealings and all that sort of thing. Um, but then, you know, there's a, a good deal of, of fire in, uh, you know, in uh, Dubois as well. Goes, yes, yes, I'd enjoy the chance to take you on publicly to let the record show with the lies that you spew trying to serve your own interests. I, I, I say, um, what we're going to do... And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm mm-hmm. gonna make a convinced action. I think, sure, to make this happen is mm-hmm. I'm gonna say what we're going to do. One of us, one of our groups. This is the town is only large enough for one of these groups. Mm-hmm. It's only mm-hmm. large enough for one of us. We either we either stand with peace or we stand with liberty or security or whatever. Loyalty. Loyalty. Loyalty is, is the word that Paul. We stand shouts with loyalty, or we stand mm-hmm. with, or we stand with, with peace. Mm-hmm. There is no, there is not room in the town for both. So we are going to have a vote. Mm-hmm. Town is going to. We're going to have a debate, and we're going to have a secret ballot vote. Mm-hmm. One of these groups is going to disband. Oh. Okay. So that is my convinced action. I think, yeah, the, the difficulty for this one's going to be lower because you're actually giving these people uh, uh, what they want. So I'm actually going to knock it down a couple right. steps because it makes sense to me. Uh, let's make the difficulty for this one five. Three, six. Three, four, six. Good. Six. Okay. Um, give yourself a point of joy for that. 
the gene isn't there. Isn't there. Okay. Yeah. I could argue for safety if we wanted to add in, or I guess that would be the point for winning. Which one? Uh, yeah. I could argue for safety. Safety over. Safety over. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. That, well, you're you're trying to defuse a fight. You're yeah. trying to to keep people yeah. from. I mean, once again, you're trying to stop another fist fight in the streets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is my you're goal. You're trying to stop. The, um, yes, I agree to those terms. I think that's. That's sensible. Yes, it'll be great to be able to put a stop to the disasters that you're causing here. Well then, let's draw up some. Uh, let's draw up some terms, make some plans, and we'll make the arrangements for it. Excellent, excellent. I will. Good idea, Klaus. I will Good moderate. Idea. I will moderate this discussion myself. I have vested interests in both sides. Hmm. I see. Okay. Well, that's obviously not going to happen right away. Right. That's going sure. to take a little time as they, they set things up. We've got three ticks uh, left on the clock. I think I'm going to use my last... I'm going to make a training roll just on Charming. Because mm-hmm. I think I want to work on that. Sure. I think that's going to be uh, probably where we end it. Because I want to... If I'm going to be convincing folks of this debate... Yeah, it's going to be more Charming. Well, if it's Charming, you need to roll three dice, though. Because oh. it's, your, uh, it's a talent that you're trying to raise, not just oh. a skill. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Five. five. Four. So we take right. the high die. There's the five. Yep. Okay. So you trained up. Put another tick underneath okay. your charming there. And Once we get one more, we'll hit three, and then you'll roll over to having yep. a three in charming. So, all right. So charming. Now, I think what ends up happening for the charming training is um, Paul wants a uh, wants sort of a, a practice partner. Sure. So he immediately grabs you, drags you into, you know, to, into his little makeshift office. Remember the mayor gave yeah, him right, a, right, right. a wing of the, of the the town hall to set up his little civilians, uh, you know, his, uh, sorry, his citizens council. Uh, and he, you know, begins like throwing questions back and forth right. with you, you know, you're reading off note cards and all that sort of thing. So basically he, he's prepping you for debate just as much as he's prepping himself yeah. for debate. So, um, yeah, let's see. Organizing debate. It's at the end of one of those long debate sessions where you, you know, you've had to order in your lunch and your dinner. You've had the day off. You've been wanting to go and visit, uh, um, you know, um, Maria Wassler, but yep. you haven't been able to extract yourself from this. Uh, Marta has already, uh, you know, uh, returned. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's already been, you know, letters back from the front. Hannah's, uh, you know, not doing uh, as well once again, but. Paul will not let you get away yeah. without him throwing more and more stuff at you. Until finally, he falls asleep at his desk. You know, and you're able to quietly creep out the door, shut it quietly behind yourself, you know, uh, um, you know stuff the remaining note cards into a jacket pocket. And as you're trying to get out of the building and escape into the night to maybe sleep, mm-hmm. maybe try to catch up with Hannah, anything like that, Burza, um, you know, is, is sitting there uh, on the hood of his Jeep waiting for you to come out of the building. <sighs> Surprised that he was able to keep you going that late. I, that makes two of us. Man's got a lot more stamina than you'd expect for someone his age. I mean, same age as you, but we all know you're a, you're a different uh, different animal. Yeah, maybe we should look into him as well. Cause I'll tell you something not human about that man. Yeah. So speaking of... Speaking of... There's a... Uh, job for you to do. Alright. I'll fill you on the details on the way. Sounds good. Loads into the car. Mm-hmm. And you drive off towards the scrapyard. And that's game. That is game. Dang. Things are things on fire. <laughs> I really enjoy 
the effect where there's such that sense of power on the battlefield, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, oh my gosh, he's too strong. And then we get back to town, it's like, oh wait, when you're just a person, when you aren't wrapped in armor and yeah. carrying guns and all that sort of thing, you are really at the mercy of, of, of people just wanting to have arguments. I, yes. I like the way that that builds in that drama and that tension. So that tells me that, uh, that you know, that the design is going it is, well. It, it, is, you, it is getting what you want out of it. <laughs> yeah. Russell, thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. Uh, this rule, um, where can people find your work online? Um, people can check out robotclaw.info for my blog and for information about Tears of a Machine, my, uh, my uh, game of Mecha Combat and uh, Crying Teenagers. Um, similar rule set, so you know, you've already got the basics down if you've mm-hmm. been listening to this. Um, there haven't been a lot of posts on there lately about uh, Project Wingspan, but I'm going to be kicking the writing into high gear, so there'll be more more news there in the coming weeks. I cannot wait. Well, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future, so we can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, future me. And thanks again to Russell for coming on to the show. That game is so much fun, I really cannot wait for it to be a thing. I'm, I'm so in love with Project Wingspan. Dang. <sighs> You can keep up with Project Wingspan updates as well as updates on all of Russell's other work at robotclaw.info and follow Russell on Twitter at robotclaw. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show at facebook.com slash Podcast. If you really enjoyed the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, social media shout-out, or word-of-mouth recommendation. All of those things help us find new listeners and help us grow to do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also consider backing our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. If you'd like to hear more from me, check out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast in which Aaron Catano, Saez, and I take your listener prompts and turn them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant role-playing game children. That can be found at allmyfantasychildren.libsyn.com. Party of One is produced by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, or you just want to catch up, I haven't heard from you in a while. How are you? Are you good? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting up and walking around? Good. I worry about you. Take care of yourself. You can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day and party on.